Sports fam, this your boy L.A. Ray Harris, host of L.A. Corsat Podcast, which is brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network and sponsored by DraftKings.com. Little Ice Cube to start off episode number 99, You Can Do It. So my question to you, L.A. sports fans, can the Lakers do it? Can the Clippers do it? What's going to happen moving forward with both of these basketball teams? I'll touch on that in a moment do a little compare and contrast between these two basketball teams as you all know when the beginning of this season started I was the one of the people in the camps I said these both of these teams could make the Western Conference Finals I really really believed that I thought the Clippers were very strong even without Kawhi Leonard even knowing full well well not I wouldn't say full well even uh, 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 thinking that Kawhi Leonard may not play the entire year which he did not and as far as the Lakers are concerned, when they picked up Russell Westbrook, I didn't think it was a great fit, but there was no way in the world anyone could have told me that the Lakers wouldn't even make the play-in tournament, which that's exactly what happened to them. So my prediction that both of these teams would make the Western Conference Finals just put the proverbial egg on my face, but that's okay, baby. L.A. Ray is still in the, in the, in the court of the Lakers and the Clippers, and I think next year, both teams will be in the mix. The Clippers have a little better shot at this point anyway. We don't know what the Lakers are going to do in the offseason. I think the Clippers will have a better opportunity next year. But I do believe in the Lakers franchise. I believe in their front office, at least for another year, until Palinka shows me otherwise, that they'll get their act together and make it back at least into the playoffs. But let me do a little contrast in, uh, uh, between these two basketball franchises here. Starting with the Los Angeles Lakers, there's just so many questions that needs to be answered with this team uh, moving forward. You know, starting, of course, with their roster. We have no clue what's going to happen with Russell Westbrook. There's already trade rumors out there, you know, possibly trading him to Houston for, uh, you know, John Wall or trading him to Charlotte for Gordon Hayward. You know, I you know, I think these are all pipe dreams, man. I think the Lakers are going to be stuck with Russell Westbrook unless they can pull off some sort of magical three-team trade, you know, find a third team or find some team that's uh, that's just ready to dump some salary and gain some salary cap space or 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 the Lakers just flat out buying him out, which I don't think Genie Buss is ready to cut a 47 million dollar check at least not at the beginning of the season. You know, maybe toward the end of the season when Russell Westbrook has played maybe half the season and see how it goes. And if it's still not working out for the Lakers, maybe there can be a buyout situation or maybe a trade situation right before the trade deadline. But other than that, I I, I see this guy on the team 
next year. And, you know, who knows about LeBron James? You know, there's there's talk that he wants out of Los Angeles and moving on to possibly even back to Cleveland. So, you know, seems like LeBron James is waffling now on what he wants to do. Anthony Davis, when he had his exit interview, he said, hey, LeBron James and I, we can come back next year and make this thing work. Let me say that one more time. He said, LeBron James and I, meaning Anthony Davis, can come back and make this thing work. He did not mention Westbrook at all. Didn't mention his name at all. He didn't say we three can come back and make this work. He just said himself and LeBron James. And, of course, you have Anthony Davis with the injury history uh, that he's had over the last couple of years, and we just don't know how his health is going to be moving forward. But the Lakers, it's not like they can trade him and, you know, get some value in return. At least not in my opinion they can. Who's going to want Anthony Davis with that injury history and his $35 million stacks per year that he gets? And then you look up and down the rest of that roster. Taylor Horton Tucker last year was the the Laker darling. He was the he was the guy that supposedly a lot of teams wanted. The, the one young guy on the Laker team that other teams may have wanted. Not so much at the end of this year. Taylor Horton Tucker did not play well. He signed a nice contract. He's making 9.5 stacks a year, but he was just very, very inconsistent throughout the entire year. Very inconsistent. And at this point, the Lakers may as well just keep him and just hope he works his ass off in the summertime and just gets better. You know, he's still young. He's only 21 years old. You know, still a young guy. He can get better. But he's going to have to put in the work because he was a big, big disappointment. You know, Dwight Howard, I, you know, some people would like to see him come back. You know, whatever. Dwight Howard's 36 years old. He doesn't, he doesn't make a ton of money, $1.6 million per year. So it's not a money issue with him. You know, if you want to bring him back to be a backup for another center that you probably need, I'm okay with that. But, you know, if Dwight Howard goes, I, I don't see a big deal with that. You know, the Lakers were so... Uh, desperate down the stretch. I mean, some fans were even clamoring over Stanley Johnson. I mean, come on, man. Stanley Johnson, he's okay. He started a lot of games down the stretch for the Lakers. Stanley Johnson, I'm talking about, guys, makes about $800,000 a year. He's just okay. Yes, he's a good defender. He's a good defender. Maybe even very good defender. But offensively, he's a liability. He's a liability. Stanley Johnson is, you know, a dime a dozen type guys, in my opinion, in the NBA. They want to keep him at a low salary, bring him off the bench, you know, maybe provide a little energy and, you know, some defensive uh, prowess. I guess that's okay. But, I mean, here's a guy that was starting for you down the stretch. On very, very good playoff teams, he's no more than a eighth, maybe even ninth man on, on a very, very good team. Malik Monk is a guy, not sure if the Lakers are going to be able to sign him. You know, he had a very, very good season. He's going to demand a lot of money. And I don't know if the Lakers have the salary cap room to sign Malik Monk for what he's going to be asking for. Currently, he makes $1.6 million a year. He's in for a raise. And don't know if the Lakers are going to be able to afford him. I don't think Malik Monk is is going to be giving the hometown L.A. discount. He's a young guy, only 24 years old. You know, whoever backs up the Brinks truck to Malik Monk's door, that's where he's going to sign. So if Palinka is able to pull out, pull that off and keep Malik Monk 
and let's say the, the rest of the, the, the big three, uh, you know, he'd be doing something. I'm not so sure that's going to happen. Kendrick Nunn, none of you, 26 years old. I mean, what the hell's going on with Kendrick Nunn, man? I know I'm not a doctor. I don't play one on the radio. I don't play one on his podcast. Dude made $5 million a year and set out the whole year. He has a hell of an agent, I tell you that. A bone bruise. And again, I'm not a doctor, but, you know, some doctors on Twitter are saying, you know, some bone bruises are worse than others. And it is entirely possible that a basketball player can be out for an entire year. Is Kendrick Nunn, you know, will they re-sign him? I believe they only signed him to a one-year deal as well, just like they did Malik Monk. So, and, and Kendrick Nunn, I thought at the beginning of the season or when they signed him, I thought he was a very, very big addition. I thought he was going to be a bigger addition than Malik Monk. But that didn't turn out to be the case. So we don't know what's going to happen with Kendrick Nunn next year. That's another big question mark. Austin Reeves, you know, pretty good rookie. He's okay. You know, he'll get better. He needs to put on some weight, I tell you that much. You know, he makes about 900 stacks a year, so money is not an issue with him. He'll, he'll stay on the team. And uh, I believe he will get better. But the rest of this team, I mean, you know, Wayne Ellington, you know, 34 years old. I doubt if he's going to be with the Lakers next year. Avery Bradley, you know, he's 31. He may have a spot on this team next year. You know, a veteran guy doesn't make that much, $1.6 million. Kent Bazemore, I believe, is a goner next year. And DJ Augustine, they signed at the, toward the end of the year. He's 34 himself. He only makes about $393,000, so it's not a money issue with him. But the guy's 34 years old. I believe he's played with, like, eight different squads or something like that. So he's a goner. And then I haven't even mentioned the coach. We know Vogel is out the door. So there's been rumors about Nick Nurse of the Toronto Raptors and Quinn Snyder of the Utah Jazz. Now, those two guys may be some viable options for the Lakers for the simple fact that no free agent or not many big-time free agents are going to want to go to Utah and play. Let's just call it the way it is. That's not a destination spot for big-time free agents to go. They have to hit it big in the draft, you know, like they did with Carl uh, Malone and John Stock Stockton. I, I believe both of those guys were picked after the 10th pick in their respective years. They were back-to-back years they were picked, and, you know, they weren't top-10 players, so they hit the jackpot with those guys. But as far as as far as free agents going there, you know, not a destination spot. So Quinn Snyder is a type of guy, and I'm not sure his contract status. He may be in the last year or he may be a lame duck coach after this year. Could be a possible option for the Lakers. As you know, the Lakers are a destination spot for a lot of free agent guys. And then the same thing with Nick Nurse. Toronto is not necessarily a destination, you know, you got the high taxes over there in Canada. It's, you know, colder in Toronto and things like that. Nick Nurse could possibly be an option for the Los Angeles Lakers as well. Between those two guys, I would I would bet my money on Nurse, but you never know. So, and then there's other rumors out there, you know, Doc Rivers again, if he blows it with Philadelphia, please, no Doc Rivers. You know, please, no, 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 Genie Bus, no, no, no. No Doc Rivers, you know, no Mike Brown, you know, uh, Mark Jackson's name is, is floating around there. You know, he's been looking for a job for the last, you know, umpteen years, it seems like. And I'm not too thrilled with him either. So, you know, if you can get a Nick Nurse in here or Quinn Snyder in there, 
uh, I believe both of those guys will be an upgrade over Vogel. So, again, the Lakers' outlook yeah, is kind of bleak. But, hey, it's the Lakers. And I'm sure they will figure something out. I'm sure Polinka will figure something out, what to do with Westbrook. And if LeBron James, you know, stays and doesn't demand a trade or anything like that, and Anthony Davis can stay healthy, again, we're always talking about staying healthy, then I think the Lakers can at least make the playoffs next year. And then as far as the Clippers are concerned, they're in a much better situation than the Lakers. You're going to have you're going to have Kawhi Leonard coming back. You're going to have a 100% healthy Paul George back. You know, you, you got the trade that brought you Covington, which I'm, I'm still surprised how the how the Clippers brass pulled that off. You know, you got Norman Powell also in that trade. He's going to be 100 percent healthy. You know, Marcus Morris Senior, Senior, he's coming back. Terrence Mann is coming back. Luke Kennard is coming back. Reggie Jackson is coming back. Hartenstein is coming back. Amir Coffey, Nicholas Batum. I mean, they have several options on this team. Avisha Zubak, didn't even mention him, is also coming back. This team is going to be very, very good next year. And I tell you what, if, again, this all depends on health, if they all stay healthy, the Clippers, in my opinion, did I mention Terrence Mann, by the way? He's also coming back. The Clippers, by the way, will be a top three team in the West if all of these guys stay healthy, especially Kawhi Leonard. If he comes back 90 95 100%, you know, he's one of the top five players in the game. Let's just call it the way it is. He will come back, I believe. He will come back strong. And, again, if Paul George stays healthy, Norman Powell stays healthy. And, you know, you also have an up-and-coming Brandon Boston Jr. This team is going to be very, very good from top to bottom. Very, very good. And they have one of the top five coaches in the league in Ty Lue. So the Clippers are in much, much better shape than the Lakers are. But, again, it was a disappointment this year with both of these teams. The Lakers not making the play-in and the Clippers – they did make the play-in. They were the AC. They lost to the Minnesota Timberwolves by five points at Minnesota. And then they went at home uh, to the Crypto.com and lost to the New Orleans Pelicans without Paul George, who was out with COVID protocol. And they lost 105-101 to the New Orleans Pelicans, which ended the Clippers season, you know, in disappointing fashion. But again, they have a much, much brighter outlook moving forward than the Los Angeles Lakers. But, hey, we will see. Strange things happen in the offseason. Strange, strange things happen in this offseason. So it's going to be very, very interesting what both of these franchises do to make themselves better in the 2022-2023 season. Before I get to segment two and just talk about a couple of the teams that are in the NBA playoffs. Here's a word from our sponsor, DraftKings.com. The NBA playoffs means next level basketball. Get in on the first round action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You win no matter what. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on NBA hoops, with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Plus, each day of the first round, get a risk-free bet up to $10. 
if your same game parlay doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the first round of the playoffs and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. If you or someone you know has gambling problem, crisis housing and referral services can be assessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER in Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Wyoming. 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado and New Hampshire. 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-BEST-OFF in Iowa. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK. Text HOPE-NEW-YORK. That's 467-369 in New York. Visit opgr.org in Oregon. Call or text Tennessee Red Line. That's 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee or 1-888-532-3500 in Virginia. Must be 21 or older in all those states just mentioned. 18 and above in New Hampshire and Wyoming. You must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, Michigan, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook details. So pray to the Lord that I don't pull out, cuss out and bust out. Go to crowd, make the trigger shout. You can try to smoke an ounce to this. Well, I pronounce this. Baby, bounce them. I'ma move them hips. Baby, shake them cheeks. I got but they you got for weed. Don't stop, giddy giddy. That's real. Don't stop, giddy. All right, all right, all right. Again, it's your boy L.A. Ray Harris, host of L.A. Courtside Podcast. Brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network and sponsored, as you just heard, by DraftKings.com. Sign up for DraftKings.com right now and use promo code TBPN as the advertisement just mentioned. And, hey, play some bets on these riveting NBA playoff basketball games. i tell you what, man, I'm not going to speak on all of them, but the two series that I was looking forward to, I think is going to be the most exciting ones moving forward, and that's the Minnesota Timberwolves and Memphis Grizzlies. And, of course, the Boston Celtics and the Brooklyn Nets. And just real quick about that Timberwolves-Grizzlies series. I mean, you're watching two young players that's going to be the face of the NBA, in my opinion, uh, moving forward. And that's John Morant and Anthony Edwards. Both of these guys are just great basketball players, man. Young, high-flying guys, hungry, confident as hell. Confidence, I don't know what. John Morant is just, I mean, this this guy goes balls out, man. He's not afraid of anything. When he goes in to, to try to dunk on you, he gives his body up, and he's just fun to watch, man. He is absolutely fun to watch. He goes into the lane. I love it when he goes into the lane, and it looks like he's going to put up with his right hand, but he switches over to his left, lays it up. I mean, you know, he can shoot from the outside. His outside perimeter shot has gotten better since he came into the league. He can pass the ball. He can rebound a little bit. His defense is not as good as Edwards, but that's coming along as well. And again, that's going to be a very, very good series as uh, Minnesota won the first game uh, in Memphis, uh, took over the home court advantage, and then Memphis came back yesterday and took care of business. Now, on the Timberwolves side, you got Anthony Edwards, who is another confident player. I mean, they interviewed this guy after game one, and he said, I don't think anybody in this league can guard me. And I think I'm the best defensive player in the league. Okay. To me, that's not being cocky. It's just being confident. You know, a lot of people may say, oh, this guy has an ego. To me, 
just about every player in the NBA has an ego. You have to have that type of confidence and a quote unquote ego to play in the NBA. Otherwise, you're going to get smashed. You're going to get dominated. You know, you're going to get punked. You know, that's basically what's going to happen to you. So Anthony Edwards, man, the dude is built like a linebacker. And just like John Moran, his outside shot has gotten better. He is a he is a very, very good defender right now, can only get better in that category. He can rebound. He may not be as good of a passer as John Moran is, but he's not a horrible passer either. So that series, I believe, is going to go down to seven games, which means that Memphis would have to win one of these games in Minnesota as Memphis has the home court advantage. So if it goes down to seven games, of course, that seventh game will be in Memphis. Again, two hungry basketball teams wanting to uh, move on to the second round of the playoffs. So that's going to be a really, really fun one to watch. And then, of course, you got the Brooklyn Nets and the Boston Celtics. You know, the Celtics pulled out that victory over the Brooklyn Nets. I don't know what the hell the Brooklyn Nets are doing, man, defensively. Defensively, they have no defense. Now, you all know I'm not a huge Ben Simmons fan, but, hell, they need this guy because he would be damn near the only defender. That last play when Jason Tatum, I mean, it was a good pass by Marcus Smart. Jason Tatum had the wherewithal to just turn around and make the layup. But what the hell is Kevin Durant doing? He's 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 ball watching, man. He's standing at the between the top of the key and the free throw line. He's looking around, you know, like he's looking for somebody in the stands or something. And you let you just let Jason Tatum just roam around in a situation like that. And, you know, Kyrie Irving had no answer, and he didn't even think about fouling or grabbing the guy, doing something. I don't know what the hell that was. And then Kyrie Irving, now, you know, one thing about him, of course, is he's going to score some buckets now. And the Boston Celtics, you know, it would behoove you fans to, you know, kind of tone down on the whatever kind of rhetoric, you, vitriol you're throwing his way because all that does is fuel, is fuel this guy, Kyrie Irving I'm speaking of. You know, and yeah, Kyrie Irving gave you the middle finger. And what do I think about that? I don't think, I don't see nothing wrong with it. Hey, he's willing to pay the $50,000 fine, which is what he got. And the guy says, hey, man, where I'm from, hey, this this, this is what we do. You're going to come at me, I'm going to come at you. And as long as he don't care nothing about the fine, then, hey, I'm good with it, man. You know, he's not going to run up in the stands and, you know, jump on nobody. At least I hope he's not going to do that. But, hey, man, you want to throw a little middle finger or, you know, in the press conference after the game, you know, he said, you know, threw out a couple of four-letter bombs. You know, hey, it is what it is, man. That's who this guy is. But Boston fans, it's okay to boo. This is when he was introduced to the crowd. Huge boos, of course. But, you know, once you start getting personal and, you know, hey, Kyrie, F you and, you know, mother effer and, you know, I don't know if they, you know, disrespected him by, you know, using the N word or anything like that. That that wasn't mentioned. But if it happened, I wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't be to happen the first time that's happened. So if if that was the case, then yeah, Kyrie did what he thought he needed to do. And you know, the second game is tonight and they're gonna be giving it to him again. And I, I think I think Kyrie is going to hold his you know middle fingers to himself, even though he makes a lot of money, man. You can't be forking out fifty thousand stacks every single game in Boston. You know that that'd be kind of crazy. But he's going to give it right back to the fans, and the way to do that is to just bust their ass like he did 
I believe he scored like 37 points or whatever it was, but they didn't get the W. So we'll see what happens in game two. That's going to be a very, very good series. And I personally think that Boston is going to pull this thing out because the Nets have no defense whatsoever. And even if Ben Simmons comes back, you know, he's not going to be 100%, I don't think. And he's going to be like zero offensively. You know, he's going to give you the defense and the rebounding, but he's going to give you nothing offensively. The guy hasn't played all year. So I think Boston will win this series. And I think Boston can go pretty far. I think they can beat Philadelphia. I think they can beat Miami, you know, with their defense. Marcus Smart was a defensive player of the year. And I, if they ended up playing Milwaukee, boy, that would be a good series right there. So I think Boston is kind of like a favorite right now, at least to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals with the defense that they have. And if they get, you know, more scoring other than uh, Jason Tatum and uh, Jalen Brown, that team can go a long way. So these playoffs are starting off really, really good. Phoenix got upset last night by the Pelicans. You know, Ingram, former Laker, Ingram went off for 30, whatever, how many points he scored, 35, 37, whatever he did. You know, he was going off yesterday. I don't think they're going to get past Phoenix, but hey, an ex-Laker going off, you know, go figure. So with that, LA fam, thanks again for listening. This is episode number 99, marching towards 100. My next episode will be episode number 100 of LA Courtside Podcast since I started this. So thank you all for listening. If you don't want to miss any further episodes of LA Course App Podcast, whatever platform you use to get your podcast from, whether it be Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, Odyssey, Amazon, wherever you get your podcast from, make sure you subscribe to it so you don't miss any further episodes of LA Course App. So with that, my LA fam and all NBA basketball fans on the planet, this is LA Ray signing off until episode number 100. Peace.